You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Off the play action. Allen hit as he throws, able to complete it. Diggs and taillights time. Diggs is looking back. Touchdown. And he stumbles into the end zone. It's a 50-yard pass play from Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Raji with you on this Friday. We are live on the Bet 1430 in Denver, 105.9 FM HD2 in Chicago, Chicago's new home for wagertainment, and the Bet 93.1 FM HD3 in Los Angeles. Download the free Odyssey app today to watch, listen, and subscribe to the BetQL Daily Podcast. One of our favorites joins us today uh, as we can bounce around a bunch of different topics uh, to cover with Chris Felica the Bear. He's on Twitter at Chris Felica, ESPN Game Day, Daily Wager, Stanford Steve, and the Bear Podcast. And Bear, so much going on. Stanley Cup playoffs start tomorrow. We'll get to that. Uh, the Preakness tomorrow. We'll get to that. But for about at least a good 24 to 48 hours, the mother of the NFL controls our lives. Uh, they kind of took over just because they released the schedule, even though we knew all the opponents. Um, but it does matter. It does matter how it sets up or rough months for certain teams. And as you were starting to take a look at win totals, futures, awards, all that good stuff, the week one lines that we have for every single game, uh, what really stood out to you? What is most notable? Well, I think in terms of uh, the win totals are really the things that, that I looked at in terms of how the schedule shaped out. Those week one lines, they are what they are. No, no one's getting real money into that right now. I don't think mm-hmm. there's so many unknowns uh, with, with, with quarterbacks and injuries. But I, I think with the schedule, you can look at a couple of different teams and scenarios and, and see a way a season could play out. And I know the Lions is really, really low. But the way they, their schedule shakes down, you've got a new head coach with some of the statements that he's made. It, it sounds a little... Jim Tom Sula esque, uh, for, for lack of a better comparison. Like, like, like I don't know how well this is going to go. You got Jared Goff without McVay now, and he's got no weapons around him. And you look at a team that's going to be starting the year against the 49ers, who you know that they're going to be chopping at the bit after uh, a season full of injuries and a disappointing year last year. And then you go to Lambeau, and you got the Ravens at home, and you got to go to the Bears. And then you got to go to Minnesota. So like, there's a real chance that they're starting 0-5. And if you go down their schedule, remember, uh, the NFC teams have the nine road games. Like, they may not win a road game. I mean, their road games are obviously divisional games. And they got Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Denver, Atlanta, and Seattle like, on the road. 
Like, like they, they, they really could go 0-9. They went total five. So that doesn't leave much wiggle room. I mean, that's going to assume that they somehow beat the 49ers, they beat the Ravens, and, and, and they beat a couple of other teams. So, like, I don't know. I, I think the, the Lions under was a, uh, was, was a really good bet. That was the one that really stuck out to me after absorbing the, uh, the way the schedule shook out. Is there a, a team that you think is being undervalued right now in terms of the wins? I, I think the Falcons are a team to, to look for. Uh, I, I typically am more of an underbetter than a uh, than an overbetter, and, and I guess just the way my mind thinks, I, I like to uh, be on on kind of a little contrarian side as opposed to an, an over. But I but I think the Falcons um, are a team that could be an over again. Last year, I mean, you, you couldn't make up the way uh, that, that they lost games. And I think the coaching change will be really good for them. Uh, you bring in Kyle Pitts at an offense, and especially at week one, like they get the benefit, like the 40, the, 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 the Philadelphia Eagles rather really are a, a loser here in drawing Atlanta week one, because they don't get to see a tape or really figure out the way uh, that, that Atlanta and, and Arthur Smith are going to be able to use Kyle Pitts into the integrating into that offense with so many weapons. So uh, I, I think the Falcons uh, losing losing so many close games last year. Uh, I think they are a team. I think their win total was seven or seven and a half. And I think that's certainly a team that can that can win against. Remember, too, they they got they they got they got Jacksonville on, on their schedule. They got two games with Carolina. Um, they got they got, they got the Jets. Uh, so, so they got they got the, uh, the Giants as well. So they got they got a bunch of uh, winnable games outside of their division as well. So I, I take a look at the uh, the over for Atlanta as well. This is BetQL Daily. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji, our guest, Chris Felica, ESPN Game Day Daily Wager. You follow him on Twitter at Chris Felica. Uh, Chris, not only are you an on-air talent, but you're a guy that has worked behind the scenes on the TV side for uh, some major sporting events in your time in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, when thinking about tomorrow's Preakness, it, the the conversations that they're having behind the scenes on the TV side is there such a thing as too much Medina Spirit coverage? Yes, there is. Okay. Uh, there, there, there absolutely is, and I can guarantee you that that if ESPN, ABC were covering this this event, um, this would be something that uh, we'd be saying that ultimately the people want to have want to watch a horse race they want to hear about the horses in the race uh, they're here to see the race uh, we need to address the medina spirit part of it uh, but we don't need to have uh, two hours of a, of a pre-race show around medina spirit so i, I would think nbc will tomorrow with the uh, the entire card that they have they'll probably they'll, they'll cover it from every angle and it'll be good because uh, they'll use the undercard probably which is to, to space out all of the different angles and topics of conversation around Medina Spirit. But I think ultimately uh, people want to watch the race and hear about the race and the horses and how to bet the race. Is the number right for Medina Spirit in nine to five? Yeah, it, it is. He, he is still the horse to beat. And, and I actually think that there is a really good chance if you like Medina Spirit tomorrow, you're going to get a better price than that because I think and I talk about this uh, a lot, and Gil Alexander and I have, have mentioned it. Like people bet on things that they want to see happen, not necessarily what will happen. And I think you, the Medina Spirit crowd right now are, 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 are grouped into two, 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 two divisions. You've got Group A, 
who they want to see Medina Spirit lose. They don't want to see him do well, and they will not bet on him. They will bet against him because they want to see him lose. And then there's Group B that will not bet on Medina Spirit because they think he won't win because they don't think he's going to be juiced up, which is the only reason that he won the Derby Party. So I think that, that that factor on a big stakes day like that, the fact that Bob Baffert has another horse in the race and there are a couple of other horses in there that are a little intriguing, I, I think that price on Medina Spirit, uh, that morning line of 9 to 5, might drift up to around 5 to 2 or so. I'm not the biggest TV ratings guy. But I'm really curious how this plays out. We, we know the Derby had great ratings two weeks ago, uh, but are, are there people that got screwed on uh, with Medina Spirit and they had Mandaloon or they had some other exotics that would have won them big money, like five figures? We all know people that were in that spot and they're really bitter about it. Are they going to come back? Are they going to bet on the Preakness or just the fact that Medina Spirit is running? Is that going to draw more eyeballs that normally would not be there for the Preakness? It's interesting because this, this incident feels different uh, because it is the Derby. Uh, it's Bob Baffert. And there have been whispers and rumblings. And look, he's had rules issues and medication issues the last few years, whether it's been with, with Justify or Charlatan or Gamin. And, and this, I think, was the, the final straw for a lot of people who are fed up at, at being a better and potentially mm-hmm. losing out on on a potential payday. I mean, the, the, the California Horse Racing Board and whomever else has really has bought all of these excuses that Baffert and his team have made up, whether it's a groom urinating in some hay after drinking cough syrup or an assistant trainer had a lidocaine patch on his back. Oh, oh there, there was some uh, red, uh, gym, straight Jimson weed in, in the horse's hay that he must have eaten. Like, they, they like bought into this. And I think people are fed up and it's going to be interesting to see. There are people who have swore off the uh, betting on horses until something is done about Baffert. And I'm interested to see if this class action lawsuit that a couple of people are looking to file, if it has legs and how far this goes. But, but I do think there is a storyline, whether it's been, whether it's a, how will he do or, or, or B, just a story itself. But I think the ratings will be pretty good tomorrow. Chris, with the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs starting up here very soon, I am very interested in the Colorado Avalanche just because that's a team that has, has been very good and they've been a, a, at minimum, they've been a tough out over the last couple of years. And it just, it feels like right now is, is sort of a culmination of, of all of that. And eventually they're going to win a Stanley cup. They are the favorite. As you look at them now, how do you feel about the abs? I, I, I love the abs. I picked them before the year started to win the Stanley cup and they are the best team in the league. It is going to be an unbelievable second round series. Uh, between May and, and the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and, and that's why um, if you want to bet the Avs to win the cup right now, I, I think it's either A, bet them right now, because what if they were to beat Colorado, their odds are going to drop dramatically. Then it's basically wait until the cup final before that series, see who they, they, they match up against, or just bet them game by game by game. But with, with a healthy groove hour, and those young, and on that young core that they have just playing so well uh, the, the last couple of nights in, in, in must-win games in order to clinch that uh, president's trophy. 
they uh, they, they really just went out and blitzed uh, an LA Kings team. They showed a little bit of fight in the first period last night, and and then were just unbelievable. But but Colorado is my pick, and and uh, I, I would think either the Boston Bruins or Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, would would be my pick in the East, and in some of these series prices, I'm not necessarily too sold on or, or want to lay a bunch of these prices in the first round. But I do really like Carolina a lot against Nashville uh, in, in the first round. Uh, this is a, a Carolina team that um, Turvey is back now. They got a, a plethora of scores. Uh, their special teams, power play, and penalty kill are among the best in the game. Uh, Nashville's power play and, and, and penalty kill. Or among the worst, it's just not a good matchup. Uh, I know Carol. I know Carolina just dropped the final two games of the season against Nashville, but the games meant nothing for the Hurricanes. And that final game was, was kind of just like a uh, a pecky rena, uh, well wish send off. If you look at those games that Nashville wanted to get into the playoffs uh, over the last month or so of the season, there's a lot of Detroit, there's a lot of Dallas, there's a lot of Chicago. Um, Look, it, it, these are all non-playoff teams that, that wound up uh, getting a, a national level playoff. And this is a much, much, much tougher uh, situation for, for a national. So I'm going to lay that 240-260 with Carolina with the Netflix Red Series. With ESPN's Chris Felica here on BetQL Daily, it's Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. Uh, so you mentioned a couple of those series prices, Chris, and uh, not a parlay guy, but I am not opposed by putting together a parlay or a round robin uh, with some of these uh, series prices early on in the Stanley Cup playoffs. If you were to put something together, which which ones would you look at? Well, uh, uh, Toronto is not going to lose to Montreal. I would, I would not expect that to happen. Um, I mean, yeah, they could. I mean, I mean it's possible. Leafs are, are not the team that I typically would want to trust, but I would expect them at least to to beat Montreal again. Edmonton uh, is a team that I, I I wouldn't really want to trust uh, a whole lot against a better opponent, but but against Winnipeg, a team that uh, after that first line has really lost a lot of depth uh, with Ehlers uh, missing out on the season. Uh, I think Dressidle and and McDavid are, are good enough to. To, to wind up beating a Winnipeg Jets team, so Edmonton would be the uh, the second the second one, and then, and then Colorado. I mean, if you if you parlay together the the, the Avs, Edmonton, and uh, in Carolina, I think those are uh, pretty safe. All all the, uh, the the matchups in the East are great. Like like they they all, all four of those series could go could go either way. I mean, you look at the the play a couple of years ago in the in the, in the playoffs, the Islanders completely manhandled. Uh, Pittsburgh. So uh, there's pressure on Pittsburgh. I, I think there honestly is. Last year, you, you're losing that 5 12 series to, to Montreal. The year before that, as I mentioned, you lose to the Islanders. Like, like if they were to bow out again to the Isles, and that would be three straight first round bowouts with, with, with the core of Gino and, and Sid. Like, that wouldn't go over too well in Western PA. I, I can promise you that. Um, uh, the, the other series, the, the, the Bruins Cap series, is an unbelievable series. Uh, the, the health of um, the health of the, the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning with Victor Hedman and, and Kucherov coming back, and Stamkos third against the, a really good Florida Panthers team is interesting. So those other three, those, those series right there are really, really good competitive series that I think could go either way. Uh, Chris, we've got about a minute left. We, we were hitting on the Preakness, but we didn't get your plays. Uh, how are you going to pick this? I'm going to put the number four horse crowded trade on top as my top pick. He's doing on the morning line. Um, if you look at his past performances, uh, he broke Nate in his first asking as a three-year-old. 
uh, just got beaten the Wood Memorial by a nose. It looked like a winner, and then the, the speed bias carried the uh, the eventual long shot winner to a, to a win. Had a terrible, really wide trip in the wood. Uh, Chad Brown and Javier Castellano had done business before in the Preakness, uh, winning with cloud computing. And, and remember, prices are the way to go in the Preakness. If you look over the last eight years, there's been at least one horse in the exacta each year that has been mm. at least 10 to 1. Oh, some good angles there from Chris Felica at Chris Felica on Twitter. Always appreciate his time. And we'll get some more info on the Preakness. Simon Bray from TVG will join us. Joe Ostrowski, Chris Ranji. Keep it locked into the BetQL Audio Network.